Hello, this is a Trevor Jackson podcast sponsored by Anchor app. Hey, what's really good, man? What's really good? I hope you're having a great day. Your boy had a long day. And uh, if you're joining in on the discussion, comment, leave something in the comment section, like the podcast, and I would highly appreciate it if you subscribe to the channel. But with no further ado, let's get on and get straight to it. No fly zone. Please stay the fuck out my airspace. Niggas say things behind backs that they wouldn't dare say. Know it's on sight when I see you, I'm working at Squarespace. Yeah, top of the morning, I know that you thought I was dormant. Woke up early from south, I was swarming a block from the outside of couch in the orbit. Cause somebody got popped, now they knocking on doors, trying to find an informant. But I ain't seen Nathan, I'm minding my business, as God is my witness. The weapon gon' prosper that's forming against me. Nigga, I'm starving, he missly. Know when I'm done with these songs, you gon' miss me. John Moran, I'm on my grizzly. You niggas just cuz, but no, not the ones in the big leagues. After the fall off, I promise I'm coming and selling our Wrigley's. Nigga. What's poppin', man? So today, what we got in our glass, King Chancho. King Chancho. I done put it over the microphone. I'm tripping. King Chancho. That's a good cabinet, man. Real talk. You got to go get you a bottle. You see that? I'm going to put it on the screen again. King Chancho. And if you want to uh, see us elevate and continue to elevate the podcast, man, drop something off in the cash out, man. Drop something off in the cash out so we can continue to elevate, so we can continue to create. And this podcast, man, I named it Truth Be Told for a reason. Easy inspired me. I was listening to his song, Truth Be Told. And, man, the song was dope, man. The song dope. And, like, I just want to get into some truths on this podcast. I'm going to go ahead and knock the little re-situation off because it's it's kind of an old situation now in the media world. But it's a serious situation. Like, when I think of Chicago rappers. I think of Kanye. Kanye live in Wyoming now. Chief Keith. Ever since he got his deal, he been in L.A. He been gone. Polo G, he live in Beverly Hills. Lil Dirt, he live in Atlanta. And on and on and on and on. You know what I'm saying? Common. He ain't in uh, Chicago no more. But with that being said, like, Lil Reese, he's on probation. For all you street individuals out there, this is a serious topic because being on probation you can't leave your city where you caught the charge at or the city you caught the charge at. Even if you caught a charge, like not in your hometown, you stuck wherever you located at that that charge was created at. So with that being said, man, Larice always be on Instagram live or whatever, talking about smoking his ops and killing folks and everything. But he can't leave, man. They know he can't leave, too. So the consequences and the situations that he's going through. It's evident that it was going to happen. And if he don't leave that stuff alone or leave Chicago, it's just going to keep happening. One time he was shot in the neck. This time he was shot in the eye. You know what I mean? Or he was grazed in the eye. And, uh, man, just get well, my brother. That's all I want to say. Get well. For real. And we're just going to get off that topic, man. Just get well. Many blessings. Continue to make music. I hope you get healthy and prayers up for you, fam. But, uh, okay, so we got more topics to talk about. I'm going to review that J. Cole album. I'm going to review the standout songs. You know what I'm saying? Because J. Cole, he's a dope artist to me, my opinion. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Joe Button podcast. I'm glad I didn't just jump on the mic and get right to it, the Joe Button podcast, because, like, I was influenced by that podcast. And I hate to see it the way 
things crumbled and fell apart. But I was influenced by that podcast. Like that podcast is part of the reason I created a podcast because like, I think it's healthy to get these topics and discuss these topics and just get stuff off your chest, just have conversation because sometimes it's hard to have conversations with other people in the real world. It's hard because everybody ain't the same. Everybody have a different thought process and a different mindset. The people that you call weird or the people that some view as weird might be the most intelligent people that's in your presence. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame. Got to talk about the Hall of Fame. I ain't uh, did a show with them Jackson boys in a while, but we got a treat for y'all coming up this weekend. We got a real live treat, but we got to talk about the Hall of Fame because that class was deep and that class was. I'm going to tell y'all what I think about that class here in a minute, but we got to talk about that. And we got off the little Reese uh, subject or whatever. But my experience today, it was like, I noticed that attention is a drug. It's a real life drug. People want attention from girls. They they act out of character when they're around females like dudes do. They act out of character and be extra. And then when they have a problem, they'll come tell you about it and try to include you in it. Or whatever. But my thought process about that, I think people aren't self-aware. They aren't aware of themselves. So by them not being aware of themselves, they don't even know what they're doing or they they don't even know that they putting things on you that can weigh you down. But the only way they can weigh you down is if you allow it. You know what I mean? If you are self-aware and they're not self-aware, then you you just don't have to intervene in whatever's going on with that individual. So Somebody came to me and was talking to me about somebody doing something to them and they doing this to me and they doing that to me. But by them claiming ownership of it, that means that they given that situation or that thing power over them. And by me being self-aware, I couldn't respond to it because I couldn't like be in agreement that that have, has power over you when that is not even a reality. When you create your own reality. See what I'm saying? So that was just something that I just wanted to talk about at the top of the podcast before we get into the discussions. But that led me to some advice that Jay-Z gave about being self-aware. And we're going to play it. We're going to play it. We're going to play the the Jay-Z self-aware situation. And I want y'all to tell me what y'all think about it in in the comment section, if y'all learned anything about it or whatever about being self-aware from her and Jay-Z speak. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) So it is. Hold up, I got it. You know, my first album was, I came out, I was 26. And I had seen so many things in the street. So my my attitude was like, man, you know, I've I've seen so much. And, you know, I don't have anything to prove. I know who I am. I'm a very self-aware person. You know, so when you're self-aware, even when you're dealing with someone's ego, you you, you know when to allow it to. You, you allow their ego to uh, live in its own space. You know, it's, it's the, pro- the only the problem is if you when you and when you engage that energy, that's when there's a problem. Mm-hmm. If you engage the ego with your ego, then it's like, OK, now something has to happen. It could keep escalating to a yeah. level that can uh, we be uh, irreversible, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But if you don't engage the ego, if you know how to manipulate or play around. with the ego, That's all I wanted y'all to hear right there about engaging in another individual's ego. 
once you engage, you got to be aware that that's their ego talking. That has something to do with that Joe Budden podcast, too, because his ego was at an all time high when he fired Rory and Maul. But when you're aware that someone is speaking from an egotistical standpoint, then you don't have to engage because you're aware of the ego and you're self-aware to not engage and to not inherit that energy. <clears throat> Shout out the whole in the description. I'm going to leave uh, that video so y'all can learn more and listen to more about Jay-Z speaking about self-awareness. But uh, we're going to go on and get into this J. Cole review of the album. The album dope to me. And the first song I want to play is the intro. And tell me what y'all think about the J. Cole album, man. Real real talk. Tell me what y'all think about the Cole album. For real. Hear the first song, 95 South. The off season. Let's keep it tall. Y'all ain't fucking with my man. And don't check your watch. You know the time. Cold world. Killer can. Niggas is fucking yeah. finished. This shit too easy for me now. Nigga Cole been going plat since back when CDs was around. What you sold, I tripled that. I can't believe these fucking clowns. Look how everybody clapping when your 30-song album do a measly hundred thousand. If I'm betting on myself, then I completely double down. If you hate it on a nigga, please don't greet me with a pound. I be staying out the way, but if the beef do come around, could put an M right on your head. You Luigi brother now. Hey, when I heard that, I was like, Cole, tired of y'all shit talking about he boring. And I had to check myself because I'm one of those people that was talking about Cole was boring. His music is boring. And uh, when I heard that and I heard Cameron come on, I said, oh, Cole about to come with it on this album. He got to come with it. Because the energy levels was up from the intro. That's the first time he did an intro where the energy levels was up. And the reason I'm doing a review on this album also is because, like, since the pandemic, I think Nas is the only, like, big platinum hip-hop artist to drop something. We haven't got nothing from Drake. We ain't got nothing from Kendrick. We ain't got nothing from Wheezy. We ain't got nothing from Hove. We ain't got nothing from nobody. Like, the hip-hop connoisseur hasn't gotten anything from anyone. And J. Cole, a lot of people might not. Consider J. Cole as one of the top tier artists, but J. Cole is at the very tippity top. And when I'm playing this next record, I'm going to look at what his sales predictions is because J. Cole always do big numbers. But OK, I'm going to do my favorite one last because my favorite record is bumping. But this one right here, this is another highlight off the album. It's called 100 million and I'm still on the grind, 100 million. How come a nigga ain't into his prime? Still getting better after all this time. These niggas say that they kill it, they lying. Only thing I see I'm killing is high. 100 million, I'm still on the grind. 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 Never pet a rat, never said a lot. Only what need to be said. 
Got a little guap when you get a lot. Don't no bitch leave you on red. Don't push me, nigga, my feet on the ledge. This game is like follow the leader. If you looking closely enough, then you'll see that I live. The moves that I made, the people I fed, the evil I ducked. They minds is too feeble, they lean on their crutch. I'm bleeding from fighting my demons head up. When I get defeated, believe I get up. I come from a city, more niggas ain't heard he said, I'm, I'm worth a hundred mil and I'm still on my grind and I'm getting better with time. It don't get no better than that, man. The man said, I'm getting better with time. Like y'all may think my best project was my mixtapes or my first albums or whatever, but this stuff is getting better and better and better. And I would have to agree with J. Cole that his music is getting better because I really wasn't a fan of J. Cole. Like J. Cole makes music for the average, everyday, normal guy. And I wouldn't consider myself the average, everyday, normal guy. Like, but that music that he makes is it's great music. And his sales projection, or what I told you I was gonna Google when uh the music was playing or whatever, is 310,000. That's a lot of numbers for these days and times. 310. That's a lot of numbers, man. So we're going on to the last record. The last record is my personal favorite record. And if Jay-Z didn't drop that verse with Nas on the Cala album. I'll tell y'all in a minute. Here go the song. Spiling up just like a rich nigga staircase. No fly zone. Please stay the fuck out my airspace. Niggas say things behind backs that they wouldn't dare say. No, it's on sight when I see you. I'm working at Squarespace. Yeah. Top of the morning, I know that you thought I was dormant. Woke up early from shots that was swarming. A block from the Alps, not a cops in the orbit. Cause somebody got popped, now they knocking on doors, trying to find an informant. But I ain't seen Nathan, I'm minding my business. As God is my witness, the weapon gon' prosper that's forming against me. Nigga, I'm stopping immensely. No one else. Like I was saying before, we went and played the record or whatever. That uh, song, J. Cole, My Life. If it wasn't for the Khaled song with uh, Jay-Z and Nas, 21, ha 21 Savage will have the verse of the year. Hands down, my opinion. When y'all go listen to that song, My Life, and y'all listen to 21 Savage verse, 21 Savage had the standout verse of the year. He went crazy on that. He had the best verse on Cole's album, and Cole is a lyricist, and most people wouldn't consider 21 Savage a lyricist, but 21 Savage was going crazy with the wordplay. And that's my verse of the year. But one thing I got to say before I give Cole the ratings of what I think about his album, those was the three tracks that stood out to me. You know what I mean? It might be more. And in the comment section, y'all can tell me, listen, what I need to be listening to that stood out more than that. And to me, like, Cole, you bullshitting in that African league over there hooping in that African league. You a player in the African league and you only scored three points, dog three points, three rebounds, or whatever you did that night. That was you capping, starting, only doing all that. You know what I'm saying? But the album, I give it an eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a half out of ten. 4.5 stars. It's a good album. It's a great album. It's just, I need something else. I need more. I need more. And I was... Happy to hear features on a J. Cole album. I was happy to hear that. But we're going to play something about uh, competition. You know, we discussed competition and competing 
and teamwork recently on a few uh, other podcasts. We discussed teamwork. So we're going to hear what Cole had to say about competition on uh, my boy uh, Kevin Durant podcast. Let's listen to it right quick. The guys that push you and, and you got to push them. You know what I mean? Where it's like, but what, I, what I've been trying to do in the past uh, few years is like, because I think I was so competitive. I don't know how they would feel. You have to talk to them. But I know for myself, <clears throat> I was so competitive early on that, like, even though we were all friends, I would say we were all friends and friendly. Like, I wasn't, uh, I've never been a reach out. You know what I mean? Like, I've never been a, I've never been that person. You know what I mean? Especially when there's co- competition involved. Because it's like, nigga, I'm over here doing what I do. You know what I mean? It's almost like working out together. Like, I guess in, in the NBA in the past, it was like, that was unheard of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, why would I work out with this nigga? Like, I'm trying to destroy this nigga. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and that was kind of my mentality. That was kind of my mentality early on. It's like, but but as I gotten older, I realized that like, yo, actually, it's, it's what you said. No one is truly my peer or can relate to what I'm going through in life more than these people right here. You know what I mean? Because just in terms of whatever pressures there might be, whatever amount of like celebrity, which is, you know, a whole conversation in itself, there might be family, you know, privacy, boom, boom, boom. Like nobody can really relate to that. Like these dudes. And I really genuinely fuck with these dudes. So like, Mm -hmm. I've been trying to, you know, absolutely make an effort. Like as time goes on to like strip the competition from it. Like y'all niggas are Mm -hmm. cemented forever. You know what I mean? Like I will hope that I'm cemented forever. And if not, I will be, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, in my mind, it's how my mentality is. So it's like, there's like the competition part I've stripped away and I'm now on some shit like, man, I'm more interested in the relationship because I also see a time when I'm not doing this. That seems very realistic to me. And then I had to turn it down because like, you can ruin relationships competing with an individual. Like what's the health benefits of competition? I really don't feel like competing is healthy no more. Like as I get older and I think about it, like I'm better than you complex. And that's like what people want us to be doing to entertain them. Like when you think about sports, we entertain individuals by saying that we better than them, that we're doing better than them. And when you can just like embrace the relationship and embrace the growth, embrace the knowledge that you learn from another person without competing against them, we all can be great. But in America, we don't have the unity complex. We have the singular complex that it's me, 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 me. And back to the ego, back to the self-awareness. That's hindering us, man, from growing. To be honest with you, my opinion Competing against each other, being better, having more, doing more is 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 not healthy. That's what I would have to say. But this ain't this ain't a competition thing. But if you rock with me, go check out my new album, man. Real talk, the great.
Hey, so man, like I told y'all that the Joe Button podcast was an inspiration to me. And the addition of Maul was great around episode 70 something. The addition of Maul was great. And I liked it, Roy's perspective. You know what I mean? The podcast was phenomenal. That probably was the first hip hop podcast that I ever heard of in my life. So when Joe Budden broke the podcast up on air, when I really think that you need a written firing, not an audio firing, I think by law, you have to have a written dispute. It has to be in writing that someone is fired, not audio. I knew problems was going to come. So now Joe Budden is speaking too much. Like he talking too much. He's he doing too much talking. It's time to shut up. My boy star said it the best. It's time to be quiet because when you're in legal situations and, uh, you have binding contracts with people that you having a disagreement with at the time, it's time to shut up. It's time to stop talking because if you continuously talking, then we got the back catalog of you talking. We got so much evidence. It's guaranteed that you're going to lose the case. If there's a case even pending. So with that being said, like I'm happy to see Maul and Rory starting their own podcast. That's dope. But I'm sad to see that, uh, Joe Budden is dealing with sexual harassment uh, with the uh, female Olivia Dope. Like, why does she come out right now, though? Saying that she felt sexually harassed. That Joe Budden on air said he wanted to have sex with her. I understand that that was a creepy situation, but man, when when you're on top, You better appreciate it at the moment because the the fall can be hard. And we done seen Joe Budden fall multiple times. We done seen him fall in the music business. We done seen him fall in relationships. We done seen him fall on reality TV. Now we're seeing it throughout his podcast. Like me and my homeboy was talking the other day about uh, the situation with Joe and his show. And he said he wouldn't want to employ Joe Budden. Or be an employee for Joe Budden. He wouldn't want to be employed by Joe Budden or he wouldn't want to employ Joe Budden. Because, like, you see what he's doing with Maul and Rory and the people, people don't feel comfortable working for him. And they leaving and stuff is falling apart and he firing people and everything. Then when you think about the contractual he agreements that he has with people who employs him, Spotify, he loves Spotify. What happened to the show, the state of the culture? You know what I mean? On revolt. Where is it at? Then you have um, the uh, what's the show he had with at Kyle everyday struggle. He exploded on there and left. Like even being an employee or the employer, he always in some turmoil. It's always some turmoil with Joe. But you know what What's crazy about that with me getting off this topic and then I'm gonna play the video of mile talking. What's interesting about that, though, is that that's what keeps him interesting. That's what makes the man interesting. Like, that makes me want to hear more. That makes me want to look at the show more. That makes me interested in him. And that's why he's going to keep getting the bag. But let's hear what uh, 
my boy uh Maul had to say about Joe and his thought process of why the show was successful. Mm. It's crazy. But we get ready to play it. We get ready to play it. And I'm getting ready to shut up. I feel like Joe feels like a lot of the success of this podcast is based off of his music career. Right? I feel like he thinks it's a trickle-down effect from his music career to the podcast. And my thing is, it's not. I've been in some of these cities when you were a rapper, Joe. I've been in some of these cities. It wasn't, this many people weren't showing up for you. And see, and, and, and again, through all of this, I've had time to replay some shit in my head and you know how certain shit start to like come together. And he said something at the Highline Ballroom show we did when we were in the dressing room. He had went outside, he had recorded the people wrapped around the corner and he came back and he said, yo, I got these wrapped around the block. I got the I got the I got the line around the corner. And I looked at him and I said, Joe, you don't have the line around the corner. We have the line around the corner. But an apparently saw Rory and Maul's video and replied via Instagram saying that he still loves it. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me take that off the screen. Let me take that off the screen. You know, I had to steal somebody else's video to <laughs> get my point across, but shout out to uh hip hop DX. Shout out to hip hop DX. But man, I wish you well, Joe. Keep doing your thing. I'm going to continue to listen, but I'm nobody's fan at the end of the day. So I'll talk about your downfalls. <laughs> and your, uh, I celebrate your successes also, though. I ain't one of them type. So we're going to go into the uh, NBA Hall of Fame. And I'm going to talk about who all went into the Hall of Fame before I get, get with Kobe and get uh, to Kobe's situation. Bill Russell, second time going into the Hall of Fame. But as a coach this time, Paul Pierce, Hall of Fame, Kevin Garnett, Chris Weber, Chris Bosch, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Tim Hardaway, and Michael Cooper. That's a lot of champions. I ain't never seen a class like this. This is the best class of NBA basketball players of all time. And I'm happy they did it with Kobe. I'm happy they did it with Kobe and the speech with Kobe's wife was beautiful. Michael Jordan being up there standing beside her as Kobe Bryant's mentor and the person that Kobe Bryant copied his style after was beautiful. And I didn't know that Michael Jordan had that much respect for any basketball player, let alone Kobe Bryant. But it was nice to see. It was nice to see Big Fundamentals. Who was in my top five? Tim Duncan. You know what I mean? Big Fundamentals go to the Hall of Fame. It was nice to see. Man, it was a lot of champions. That's all I can say. This It's, it's not going to be able to be a Hall of Fame class that tops this. Uh, probably not in my lifetime anyway. But with everything being said, like, whew, big salute to uh, the NBA. Y'all doing y'all thing, man. And then closing on this podcast, I want to say peace, love, plenty of abundance. Go and get your money. The truth be told. Salute. I'm out. No fly zone. Please stay the fuck out my airspace. Niggas say things behind backs that they wouldn't dare say. 
Know it's on sight when I see you, I'm working at Squarespace. Yeah, top of the morning, I know that you thought I was dormant. Woke up early from south, that was swarming a block from the outside of cops in the orbit. Cause somebody got popped, now they knocking on doors, trying to find an informant. But I ain't seen Nathan, I'm minding my business. As God is my witness, the weapon gon' prosper that's forming against me. Nigga, I'm starving, he missed me. Knowing I'm done with these songs, you gon' miss me. John Moran, I'm on my grizzly. You niggas just cuz, but no, not the ones in the big leagues. After the fall off, I promise I'm coming and selling our Wrigley's. Hey, Friday night, them Jackson boys will be back. We're going live and we'll all be in the same location. It won't be virtual. So tune in and uh, subscribe to the channel. The Trailer Jackson Podcast.